A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello, welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman in New Zealand. I've arrived two days in. Seems like I've been here a week. Jet lag does that to you, to be honest. And uh, I'm sitting outside in the sun here in Hamilton. Myself and Sam Ellard just outside the Seddon Park where England played a two-day warm-up. Supposed to be four. Uh, truncated somewhat. It's optional nets today. And I'm sitting here with Sam Ellard who's been uh, holding the reins uh, for the following on podcast over the last few days or so. Big thanks to him. He's been brilliant listening. Um, and, yeah, we're just sitting here, aren't we, Sam, on the, just outside uh, Seddon Park, watching Joe Root and Ben Folk. It's really interesting, actually, Ben Folk's And I, I can't think of too many batters, former England batters, that I'd like to be coached by, the Marcus Truscothic. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd just, you just listen to him, wouldn't you? you just, <laughs> and you could watch him. We're watching him right now. And... Folks is properly just taking it in and he's been speaking with him and they've been going through a few things and basically everything seems to be about trying to hit through the extra cover region and there's not much going on the ground. He's hitting the ball pretty well, isn't he, Ben Folks? And Barbie, did you see yesterday? Ben Folks kept wicket in the warm-up game all day yesterday. Play finished, John. He then got back onto the pitch and started taking more catches immediately after the day's play. So you can tell he's one of the, the hardest-working players. Um, this is... When I go on tour, John, and people say, what's the best bit about tour? I think the training days are the best bit. Is there any other sport, John, where you can literally be five foot away from an England team? We're, we're, we're five feet away from Joe Root, who's going to be England's greatest ever batsman. And we can literally watch, hear and talk to him and ask him anything we want and get up close and personal. It's pretty special, isn't it, John? Yeah, I mean, listening to the podcast a couple of days ago, I thought Harry Brook was going to be England's best ever batter. But but yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, saying it's the best thing about coming on tour doesn't say much about my company. (laughs) But I I mean... number two. uh, Oh, that's a good save. I tell you what, though, it's... 
we're enjoying the sun, aren't we, today? Because I'm not <laughs> sure if you guys are aware back in England, but or wherever you're listening, um, the forecast over the next four or five days is is horrendous. I'm sure you've seen the pictures from Auckland uh, and the Northlands. You know the flooding that took place there. Well, there's another cyclone coming. Have you ever been in a cyclone? No. What can I expect, John? A lot of water. <laughs> yes. Um, how do you think you will be able... Let's say it's as bad as people say it's going to be, and uh, we're locked in our apartment in Mount Moganui. Um, how are you going to... Are you going to cope? Are you Are you good all by yourself, locked in a... A bit like COVID again, isn't it, really? You're not going to go out anywhere. Well, it's funny you should say that, because you've just been talking to Ollie Pope. We'll hear a bit of that interview in a minute. And he was talking about the COVID bubbles and how it really impacted on his mental health. It's, I tell you, it's not going to be easy. And I, the person that you're going to have to feel sorry for the most, right, is manners. Oh, literally. Look, jet lag, as you know, is pretty brutal when you come from one side of the world to the other. The way you get through it is to essentially get out yeah. of the house or the apartment and force your way through the day and then go back to the apartment and sleep, right? Manners is essentially going to fly for two days, arrive here, and then have to sit in a house for three days. That's really tough. Um, Brutal. That's absolutely brutal. I mean, poor Neil Manthorpe. That is a pretty harsh harsh running, isn't it, for that first test match? I'm looking forward to seeing Manners, though. He's such a... I mean, this is a... He's a professional tourist. So one of the things that I picked up from Manners early on when we were back in Sri Lanka and West Indies in 2018-19 is... He, he squirrels away treats. Does he? Have you not noticed no. that? No. So I'm wondering what treats he's brought. <laughs> so, like, it might be a little pack of mints. Yes. Mints, as in polo mints, not, yes. like, some bolognese. <laughs> like, or it might be some biltong. Okay, I yeah. like biltong. Um, or he, um, he brings over a small flask of South African white wine. I didn't know this. Yeah. Why didn't I get any of these treats from Newman Thorpe on the three previous tours? Not many people do. I don't <laughs> think. Secret. I think it was a good two months in before I was like allowed a little sneak peek into the ways of how you keep yourself sane on these long rambling tours. This one's a short one, three weeks. It's fine, but you know, two months on your own if your manners, you know, it's. Uh, but yeah, so man, so that's that's going to be tough. We'll have to wait and see. There are. Got to be honest with you. There's a, there's some worries, isn't there, that the first test might lose a day or two at the fir- at the front end. Sun is there's a big period of high pressure coming in just off the back of this cyclone. So I reckon by day three, four, and five, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's just a question of how much water mm-hmm. is going to fall on that pitch. And look, it's a new pitch. It's a good pitch, but it's not. It's that word, that D word in cricket, drainage. It's not yeah. like Lords. No. So I think there's there's a few concerns. But, yeah, three days... I mean, essentially, there, there's warnings to st- stock up. Three, three da- So if I was to say to you, right, <laughs> Sam, here's $100, head to the Ooh. store, and you've got to stock up on three days' worth of food, how many cans of baked beans would you buy? It's <laughs> a really good question. i just buy bread and baked beans because I can't do much else in the kitchen. Fish fingers? Really. Fish fingers, yeah. I mean, even that, getting in the oven's a bit complicated for me, John. I'm pretty basic when it comes to cooking. Um, it'd be interesting to see because I'd probably buy bread and baked beans steve harmson would probably buy 95 pounds worth of beer wouldn't he and, and then maybe and coca-cola coca-cola yes and then i think you'd be a little bit more creative wouldn't you you'd yeah, you'd probably i think we'd be knocking on your door to try and sort us out some food but um also we know Neil Manthorpe's arrived we heard uh, coming should we say and we heard for the first time in new zealand from steve harmson yesterday who uh, told us about uh, the journey in john and how yeah. it was a little bit the landing should we say was yeah. uncomfortable is that is that fair I listened to the podcast and he was like, I, I was freaking out. 
on the plane. I tell you, that was that's fake news. Really? Hashtag fake news. I was half asleep when the plane landed, so when it kind of veered to the left, I was a bit ambivalent to it all. I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a far different flyer from the one that refused to stay on board a internal island hopper in uh, in the Caribbean unless the bloke went and got me some beers. Yeah. You can read all about that in Twenty Years of Talk Sport. If you don't believe yeah. me, it's a ridiculous so, story, mate. I, basically, I kind of. Woke up as the plane was landing and then watched dispassionately as it then took off again. I was cool, man. So Steve Harmelson has basically arrived in New Zealand and is just lying about you. He's yeah. spreading lies to try and get clicks on the following on podcast. That's not what we're about, guys, on the following on podcast. I mean, this is my first time in New Zealand. You've obviously been here. You've basically got a season ticket here, don't you? Because your family uh, live here. A lot of your wife's family live here. Um, speaking to a few England fans, John, who do a lot of these overseas tours... They say this is the best place to tour. Not one of the best, mate. A lot of them say New Zealand is the best place to tour. Do you agree with that? I'm not sure. I think it depends what kind of person you are and what you're, what you're after. There's a familiarity about New Zealand that you wouldn't get if you're touring Sri Lanka or, you know, wherever. But it's, it's a very comfortable place to be. The climate is, well, normally really, ple- <laughs> really pleasant. You don't, get, you, know, you don't get the, the home fans of... You know, they're not like Aussies, you know, they're not in your face. Everyone everyone gets on, it's very pleasant. It kind of flies under the radar a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's an absolutely brilliant country to travel around. You've got, it's a very, very diverse country, you yeah. know. You can be in uh, the South Island, um, Dunedin or Christchurch, and, you know, nip over to Queenstown, the mountains there. I mean, the remarkable mountain range, remarkable. It's a beautiful place. It's a wine-growing region down there. You can be in Napier, it's usually raining when there's cricket on in APO in fairness. But um, Wellington is my favourite favourite ground. I mean, it's an old-school cricket ground. Yeah. You're going to love it there. I can't wait to see it. And it's a brilliant city as well, Wellington. Real kooky and lots of lots of character <laughs> to it. And it's a beautiful, brilliant place. Um, and then you've got Mount Monganui, which is kind of like... It's like a tourist destination for Kiwis. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of diversity there. Um, Eden Park, of course, in Auckland, there's a bit of a funny old rugby ground that's turned into a cricket stadium. That's not my favourite, but I'll tell you what, I've seen some amazing one-day internationals there. So, yeah, I can see why people love it so much. One thing that I would say, though, word of warning. Story today in Hamilton is, there's hoodlums, man. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a problem. We've got a problem. We are basically, you know, we've got a... Bunker down for three days because of the weather, and if reports are to be believed, we've got to bunker down because <laughs> every wrong'un within 50 miles of this city is descending on Hamilton yeah. to have a scrap. Yeah. It's going to be like Anchorman, but without suits. Um, I mean, the big question then, really, I'm just trying to think for, for social. Me, you, Harmy, maybe a couple of the print boys, we can see if we can get maybe some of the England boys down. Are we, are we, are we getting involved in it? Well, look, I'll ask you this question, right? You know, no. you know the guys in the press box, right? If you were, if it, your back's to the wall, no retreat, again. no surrender, back to back, you got, you know, you got all the Hamilton, Hamilton Massive. hordes, right? If you could pick one guy to be with out of the press pack, travelling press press pack, you know, your life is depending on this. You're going to have to scrap dirty to get out fists. Who would it be? Without a shadow of a doubt. 
a lovely bloke, but I reckon if someone has a go at him and winds him up, I reckon he can turn. I reckon he can be aggressive. Dollard. 100% Rory Dollard, yeah. Hi, Rory. Hope you're listening. Um, fuming, by the way. Day one of the podcast, he was our, our special guest. Yeah. He is. The, all the boys want to be on the podcast with the journos. They want to be on it. He's raging he hasn't been on it. But I reckon if I'm in the trenches and I need a mate to help me out and got my back, 100% Scrappy Do. Absolutely Scrappy Do, Rory. Your words, not mine. Right, we should probably talk about cricket or hear about some cricket being talked about. Um, Sam Ellard, uh, we're, all, we're in the team hotel. How brilliant is this, by the way? Come and speak to Ollie Pope and Stuart Broad at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock this morning. Danny Rubin tells us, sure, where? Downstairs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, then. I, I could go for my pyjamas on, basically. <laughs> I, I, th- I went down in like, these like shorts that I slept in, a, a white T-shirt. I thought to myself, am I taking the mick here? And I thought to myself, do you know what? No, I'm not. It's a real... The, the environment's so relaxed, isn't it? The players are great. The England team are great. And, um, yeah, being able just to walk downstairs and chat with Stuart Broad and Ollie Pope's pretty cool job. Well, let's hear how it sounds. Sam Ellard in his dirty underpants <laughs> talking with England's number three bat, Ollie Pope. Ollie... Long time no speak. Um, I think I last spoke to you after uh, Surrey won the uh, the county championship, which seems a long time ago. But how's everything been going? Been been good, good, good winter, good fun. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, obviously, Pakistan um, followed by good. How long we've we been here? Ten, ten, yes. twelve days or whatever. We've <laughs> had good fun and we've trained hard. Um, so no, it's been it's been great. Um, loving the time with the boys. We're having good fun together and we're playing some good cricket as well. So hopefully we can keep that going. Yeah, it sounds like I mean the week in Queenstown. It sounds like you boys had a great time, plenty of golf, and just um, how important is that that team bonding and just making this whole experience fun. Yeah, definitely. I think Baz is massive on that. Um, I think he came into an environment which was a, a close-knit group of friends, but we probably weren't close enough potentially on the pitch at times. So I think he's put a real focus on us coming together as a group, having a lot of fun with each other off the pitch and getting to know each other sort of really well. That So when we're on the pitch, we know sort of what makes each other tick, whether that be in a partnership or or in the outfield as well. So I think he's been real clever in sort of um, really allowing us to get the best out of each other as, as a team, which has been great for us all. Just two days of warm-up action. Um, is that, I mean, some people sort of questioning that, you know, not a lot of actual time on, on, on the pitch for you as a batsman. Is that enough time to make sure you're ready for that first test match? Yeah, definitely. Um, absolutely. I think it's important for a batter to have a quick knockout there and a bowler to get through some spells. Um, but I think it's just about getting the temper of the game again. Um, we've been training hard in uh, Tauranga. Uh, we've had some good nets, uh, and then to get some time in the middle for all the batters is, is key. Um, but I think at the same time, we're playing so much cricket at the minute. We've obviously been to Pakistan. Lots of the guys have been playing T20s, so we've constantly been mm. playing. So I don't think it's too important that we have to get too many warm-up days in. So I think that two days was perfect, and we've got a few more big days training to, to really get us ready for that first test. Do you enjoy being the captain? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I mean, it makes it pretty easy when you've got five bowling options, well, five seam options and a load of spin yeah. options. So it's not too too taxing to, to try and work out who to bowl and when because they're all keen to have a bowl and they're all pretty steady yeah. bowlers as yeah. well. So they're all... You're sort of telling Jimmy, Jimmy Brody where to bowl, we're giving them a little bit of, oh, bit yeah. of advice. No, it's good though. They, they, they want to bounce ideas yeah. off. They want to talk about field position. It was a pretty flat wicket, so we had to find different ways of trying to take wickets, so whether that be with bumpers or not. Um, so th- that was great um, and yeah they, they just wanted to bounce off ideas as well so I guess that's the role of a captain which was it was good fun for those well for that one day really but, I mean at 25 to be given that you know it's what finest warm up game to be given that 
responsibility and to be asked to do that I mean it must you know for you it must be quite a nice feeling to know sort of how highly the you know the captain Ben and the management team think of you right yeah definitely definitely uh, it's a big compliment to, uh, and I sort of I take it I take it and sort of appreciate that they they see me as a leader within the group and that can give me good confidence going forward as well um, and then I guess on the pitch if Stokesy ever needs to bounce off an idea then great I'm not going to sort of bombard him on the pitch mm. but no it's, it's a big compliment so I, I appreciate that from them um, but then yeah still focusing well and truly on my batting as well and my yeah. fielding. Do you know what I love about you all it? You seem like you're living your best life right, you've always got a smile on your face I mean just if we sum up the last year for you sort of coming back into the England team because you coming in at three was sort of you know at the time people thought wow Pope at three quite a big call but you had a really good summer you know nine test wins out of ten um, just sum up what the last sort of you know nine months have been like just for you on a personal level to get back in the England team to score runs and you know be part of a, a successful England team life's, life's pretty good right now right? Yeah it is it is good and I've, I've loved every minute of it since being back in that back in the England shirt I think I wasn't sure whether I was going to when when I saw Baz and Stokes were taking over I wasn't 100% whether I was going to get the nod to be in the squad let alone batting at three so I, I was to be honest when I found out that I was buzzing and then I think I had had a couple of low ones in my first game but we mm. won that game and then um, to be fair ever since then I've just really tried to enjoy my cricket a lot more which I have done and that, that's what I do for Surrey and that's what's brought me success for Surrey so I think Baz and Stokesy have really allowed me to sort of play my way, um, take a little bit of pressure off and just almost see things from a little bit of a different perspective, which has allowed me just to go go have fun. I mean, I, even looking at this two-match test series, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. Whereas in the past, it was probably like a oh, few, few, few more nerves. Nerves are good. Really? No, nerves work well for me, but I'm, I just can't wait to get going rather than, yeah. rather than fear it. Sort of just can't wait to see what the week has in store. I might not all go to plan, but sort of, yeah, take that real positive approach. And, and I think everyone feels the same way. And it's had a real good impact on us as a, as a unit that we, yeah, we look at it and we're just buzzing to get going there. England's doing well, and also I know you're a massive Arsenal fan too. Uh, Ray Parler is on the breakfast show on, on Friday morning, of course, an Arsenal legend. Um, top of the table, yeah. going well. You must be, you must be, are you, are you dreaming? Are you dreaming of in the summer, Arsenal in the Premier League, uh, England win the Ashes? I mean, it, I guess it literally doesn't get any bigger than that, does it, for a, an Arsenal fan who's an England batsman, right? Yeah, exactly. That'd be the dream, wouldn't it? Um, no, I've been loving watching Arsenal play this year, to be fair. Um, Make sure that Aaron Ramsdale as well, right? Oh, he sorted, he sorted me out a, a, a great day out, which was good. And then I'm sure I'll return the favour yeah. at the Ashes in the summer. Um, but no, it's been great to watch. I love watching Arsenal play. And I think the stadium has been just different level yeah. this year. The atmosphere has been class. So hopefully, hopefully, I think we've got Brentford on Saturday. So hopefully we can get across the line uh, and then yeah, extend that lead to eight points. Are you going to set an alarm for that game? Absolutely, yeah. yeah we got a day off, so it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And if Arsenal do win the league and um, England win the Ashes, will you come into the studio with Ray Parler and do a Cobra Bomb with us? Yeah. Have you seen his Cobra Bombs? Absolutely. <laughs> I can't, you know what, I can't say I have, but if I get the invite, I'm there and I'll do my research and I'll come in my Arsenal shirt as well. Do you know what a Cobra Bomb is? No. Nah. So it's basically Jaeger oh, right. in a glass and then you top it up okay. with Cobra and then you next it. Wow, okay. Uh, if it's after the Ashes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we win the Ashes yeah. and, and Arsenal win, then yeah, it sounds like a fair deal. Oh, good man. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, 
They offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. So that was Ollie Pope, that was Sam Ellard, who hadn't changed uh, from the night before, um, and with somebody who was uh, looking fresh. And uh, two days in now, jet lag starting to clear, although both of us have been up since about half four this morning, in separate rooms, uh, Steve Harmison. Nice to see you, mate. Are you well? I'm very well. I feel a lot better than I did at four o'clock yesterday morning than I did this morning. Back starting to ease off after my minute and a half, two minutes in the gym that I had. Um, and it's come down. And what a, it's a beautiful country this is. And to you know, see the grass, you know, the boys practicing out there in front of us at this minute in time. You, I wouldn't say it gets your juices flowing to put the boots back on again. But it also gives you a sort of little sort of tingle in the stomach to to realise that what has been from memory's point of view, what has been in this you know this great country and and on this great ground. I was also here in two thousand and eight, and you know that I suppose it was a test match that will remain in the memory for Ryan Sidebottom's hat trick. Um, England lost the match, bowled out cheaply on day four or five. It was it was a slow burner. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a great test match, but of course, you have memories uh, of it uh, for for similar reasons. But you were actually playing. I was listening to the following on podcast earlier this morning. Don't need to go through all that again. But um, you know, has it really been fifteen years since you were last here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen years is a long time. And I'm watching Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson, who the following week took mine and Hoggy's place. And you look at what. Legacy me and Hoggy left, and we took over from Goff and Caddick. And the legacy that Goff and Caddick took off you know, from the ones before them, um, these are big shoes to fill. And looking at the two of them, spoke to them about an hour ago in the hotel, and these, these two Dunlockers are going to be retiring anytime soon. Uh, they are a little bit stiff, a little bit sore from for what happened yesterday, you know, and it's, it's, it's difficult. War games are difficult. Um, yeah, everything feels obviously a lot slower. Yeah, you feel the body feels a lot 
like, a lot, lot more sore and tighter when there's nobody in the ground. But mark my words, you know, they're having a good bowl outside now and they'll be ready for Matt Monganui come, you know, come first morning of the Test match. Yeah, it is crazy to think. It was only Stuart Broad's second Test match. Jimmy had been in and around the side for about, well, quite a few years, actually. But uh, Broadie had played one Test in Sri Lanka and then he came in for that second Test match at Wellington, which is where the second Test match of this series is going to take place. Um, and is the ground uh, where I, that's where I saw my first ever overseas England win. And I also met Billy Corgan. Do you know who Billy Corgan is? No. Hmm. He's the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, which is my favourite band. Right. And he was there at the ground. It was like, what the hell are you doing? He's from Chicago. American like rock god. And he was at the base in reserve. It was like, huh? So anyway, I'll probably talk about that during commentary at some point. Um, we've actually moved into the ground. And we're watching uh, Ben Stokes have a bowl. He's got a strapping on his knee. Not exaggerating to say he's, you know... He's, He's not quite hobbling around. Well, okay, that is an exaggeration to say. He's not hobbling around, but he's clearly, he's got a problem that ain't going anywhere. We've spoken about it at length over the last year or two, haven't we? Um, It almost makes you wince a little bit watching him bowl. Yeah, there is a problem there, and I think he'll have a problem there for the rest of his his career. Um, The way his schedule is, I think it can be managed um, I don't need. He doesn't hide the fact. I think if he was hiding the fact, he'd be having a lot. He'd have long trousers on. You'd not. You wouldn't see the strapping. Um, but it obviously doesn't stop him from bowling. He didn't play in the warm-up game, but he didn't play in the warm-up game in Pakistan, and he's bowling off a full run-up here. He's um, he's just aborted one as we've uh, as we're talking. Um, but there is a obviously there is an issue there with the the knee. That's why England have <clears throat> mentioned last night. With, on the following on podcast with Sam, that England have got to get their bowling options spot on. They've got to get their selection right from a bowling point of view because the last thing they need is to go a bowler down of the actual bowlers they pick out and out bowlers they pick in the game. And then Ben having to do what Ben does, will always do, was put his sort of, you know, his lying heart on the line and have to bowl the overs, that third seamer. That, that needs to bowl. He needs to be the fourth seamer. He needs to bowl whenever the situation needs him to bowl and no more. And I think if you do that, then I think we can get him to, through to the end of the Ashes and then you might see some exploratory um, action on that knee to make sure that the, you know, for next year he's in full working order. But at this minute in time, I think it is a slight concern for England fans that if England go a bowler down in a game... Ben Stokes has to bowl too much. And this is what I've been saying for two years now. Two years now and more that we, do, we cannot afford to lose Ben Stokes because captaincy he is so important. Um, but his all-round contribution to the game is, is vitally important as well from a bat and a ball. Ben Duckett, uh, I mean, it's optional nets today, but there's a lot of players training. Stokes uh, continues to bowl. Thankfully, that was a, a little minor hiccup. But... You know, when you used to come to Nets, you know, it's not the day before the test match, but with the weather and coming in, I'm not sure how much practice they're going to get. Although we were speaking to Jeetan Patel, weren't we, yesterday, and he was saying they've actually put in place quite an impressive sounding indoor, you know, they've got an indoor set up at Mount Monganui, which means that they will be able to practice even if it is blowing a gale, and it will be blowing a gale. But look at we'll look at Duckett now. I mean, he's basically he's okay now. Of course, he comes forward and plays defensive, but he's been peppering the stands to the right of us. Um, it's all about attacking attra- attractive stroke play. Is that how batters used to practice when you were when you were playing ahead of a Test match? Um, yes, I think if the ball's in the area to score off, you score off it. Um, 
there's been dished up some absolute filth, I must admit, by a net bowler. Ollie Stone's bowling halfway down the wicket, and it's not bouncing. The wicket that they're practicing on is the one you know the, 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 they've been playing on. So it's 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 a few days old. But Ben Duckett is certainly... He's been in a while, man. He has been in a, a while. He's been in as long as I've been sitting here, probably 25 minutes, half an hour. So he's having a he's having a good hit. And you talk about optional practice. I don't think this was an optional practice. I think this was a, a practice that you, you you voluntarily turned up and you got the, your, you know, the, 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 the wheels in motion because the game time is being you know, shortened and you've got to be ready for what is going to be the you know, crucial first first day of the first test because a two test series under lights if you're not quite on it then you are you could be out of the series by sort of lunchtime on day two Ollie Pope was just speaking a few moments ago with Sam Ellard and he was talking about the kind of mental switch in his game from the Covid days and the, the bubbles and and now under Brendan McCullum and you know that's that was an issue that maybe wasn't given the respect that it deserved at the time Paul Collingwood, one of the coaches within the setup, you know, he he spoke about just how difficult it was touring with England during those days. And I suppose if you're Chris Silverwood, or even maybe Joe Root, um, you know, more so Silverwood, but you might be a little bit of a, a what if because that, they were tough times, weren't they? Yeah, and uh, come on, a Collie in a second. You, you remember when Rob Key got the job? He spoke about his admiration for Joe Root. He spoke about how tough it was for Ashley Giles. Ashley Giles had the hardest job in probably world sport during COVID because cricket, the lights were kept on in cricket, largely down to the ECB. The ECB kept the lights on in a lot of, a lot of cricket. Obviously, must need because financial resources had to be met and contractual obligations had to be sorted. But Ashley Giles had to prioritise the players' mental health over the cricket team's performance and some people say he got it right some people say he got it wrong I think the, um, the, the the sort of human being in you said he got it right because he protected people because it was tough and I remember Collie texting me and spoke to me in the Caribbean about how tough it is how tough it's been that 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 year at the Rose Bowl and Old Trafford where we played seven test matches or six test matches Three test matches at the Rose Bowl, three test matches at, at um, uh, the Aegeas Bowl, sorry. Three test matches at Old Trafford. Literally bubbled into a six-week period on each time. It was it was like being in a prison cell. They say it was like being in a prison cell. And I remember talking about that at the time. It was like having zoo animals. You would just let you out to entertain and to feed. And that's all they were allowed to do. So to have this go completely 360 and I mean it is 360 the other lads play golf the lads got the races the lads really enjoy themselves Brendan McCollum has basically said to these lads and it's and my, it was my philosophy throughout my career and I always got I always got labelled where it, does he really care does he want to play for England he doesn't seem as always interested and Brendan McCollum is basically saying lads this is the best time of your life don't waste it enjoy it make sure that you are loving the fact that you're playing for England you're touring a country a different country enjoy being in that country embrace being in that country and be, try and be the best player you possibly can in your skill sets and if you can do that you will you will play a lot better if you're enjoying what you're doing and I think that is complete contrast to where not the message that Chris Silverwood was driving Ashley Giles or Joe Root was driving that was needs must that was keeping the lights off in the game and that's why their time in office should be celebrated because if they didn't deal with it in that situation in that way 
then I think I don't think we'd be in this situation where we'd have Brendan McCollum and the team playing the way they're playing and the freedom that they've got because we might not have had international cricket as freely um, because if cricket shut down, I'm not sure it would have started back up to the extent of what it has done. Brilliant stuff. Well, we're going to be hearing a lot more from uh, Steve Harmison over the next uh, few days. Uh, myself, uh, John Norman, Sam Ellard um, and Harmy, we're going to be heading to the Mount a day early. We're going to be heading over there on Saturday. Neil Manthorpe is flying into uh, Sydney today. He'll be travelling to the Mount himself on Saturday. There's a, was that Brendan McCullum who's just had a little tumble on the outfield. Um, and yeah, hopefully you'll be able to join us there. We're going to be bringing you a daily podcast every day of this New Zealand series, Rain or Shine, and it's going to be a lot of rain over the next few days. But thanks for listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.